Does the anticipation of another desk lunch of baby carrots and ranch dressing keep you up at night? Here's a cure. Extra Spicy, a new San Francisco Chronicle podcast by me, Soleil Ho. And me, Justin Phillips. You can subscribe to Extra Spicy now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is episode four of Toxic, the podcast. I'm Jason Fagoni. And I'm Cynthia Dizikas. And you'll have to forgive me this week because I have a little bit of laryngitis. Uh, okay, so we are going to talk about our, our week. How was our week? Yeah, so it was pretty um, par for the course as these weeks have gone. We were um, getting back to our longer-term piece. And Which is our actual job, right? It was our actual job to do, to do long-term. <laughs> our form. job is yeah. everything well. on this. I was hired to do, to do the long-term investigative visas. I was not hired to do breaking news stuff. I, I, uh, this is uh, new for me, as I've said before, but the, the story keeps throwing off breaking news. Yeah, and so we had some really interesting news this week, especially for people who have been sort of watching what's happened at the cleanup and the problems that the cleanup has had. There was a team of researchers who we've been talking to for quite a while who published a report that basically said, all fraud aside – this has not been a good cleanup. Right. And they uh, have released two reports already. And yep. this week they released their third, which I think to us was uh, the most interesting one, yeah. right? And they identified a, a, a really um, a really key structural kind of defect, I think, in the way the cleanup has uh, been uh, run from, exactly. from, uh, from decades ago. So before we get into that, we want you to know that we would like to hear from you. Uh, you can contact us through Toxic Podcast on Twitter. DMs are open. Our email addresses are there too. And please let us know what you would like us to talk about and how we are, uh, how we are explaining things. How, how could we be doing things better? So we will get into the new story after this. As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. So I think we should I think we should start by setting up uh, kind of the context that you need to know to understand why this story matters, which is which is that it's essentially all about cancer. Right? Yeah. And as Jason and I were talking about this before and he put it really well, this isn't usually stated that directly because it sounds dire. But this is, in fact, what all the rules around Superfund cleanups are about. It's about cancer risk and reducing the contaminants at a Superfund site to reduce the risk to people who might live and work there one day of getting cancer. Right. And defining what is an acceptable risk yeah. of cancer. And so right. the EPA says, I mean, their goal is that all the contaminants, so these are radioactive and chemical contaminants, would be cleaned up to such a point that exposure to all of them would not would would not lead to more than one person in a million getting cancer. Getting cancer from the uh, from exposure to the toxins at the site alone. That's, exactly. That's completely aside from any other reason that you might get cancer, right? Right, and and they will, they will go up to one in ten thousand, but that is right. the highest right. sort of risk that they are supposed to go to. So the gold standard is one cancer in a million people. Right. And the absolute uh, upper limit that they'll accept is one cancer in 10,000. Exactly. Okay. And so that's what you need to know going into this report that was published. 
Okay, so what this group found uh, is that the Navy has been using these obsolete safety standards to uh, determine what's an acceptable level of radioactive contamination at, at the shipyard. So, um, you know, in the same way that uh, we know much more today about tobacco or asbestos or any other kind of toxin than we knew in the 1970s, uh, the same is true about uh, radioactivity and radiation danger scientists have discovered over the years that uh, radioactive substances are more dangerous than we once thought. And over the years, as they get this new information, the, the cleanup standards uh, have to be updated, or at least they're supposed to be updated, right? So that they're using the best available science. And what this group found is that the Navy has been using these old, abandoned, uh, withdrawn Obsolete. standards. Right, I was right. So, however you want to say it. So uh, the standard that they're using for soil radioactivity in soil at the shipyard is from 1991. And do you have something that would position that well for people? You no, know, I do. So this, <laughs> I tried to get this in the story and it was deleted by a tyrannical, a tyrannical editorial move. But it was, <laughs> 1991 uh, was the year that Paul Abdul released uh, Rush Rush. Yeah, so put yourself one. back yeah. in that <laughs> so time. Good. So, um, and uh, this, the standard for buildings, for contamination buildings, go back to 1974. A, even older, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and the cancer risk associated with, um, these levels of contamination is much higher than what the EPA, uh, would allow. So for, um, uh, contaminants in the soil, it's, uh, one cancer in 380 people. And for buildings, it's one cancer in every 37, which is really high. I mean, that's an astounding number. Like even, you know, the researcher who has led the work on this project, who is, he is not prone to hyperbole. Right. And, um, you know, he said that's a number that would knock his socks off. Like that is a startling number. Right. One in 37 compared to one in a million. And this is only from exposure to the combined radioactive contaminants. He's been around. Well. He's been around a while. Dan has. Yeah, and he's a really, um, you know, th that is really interesting. This group and where this report came from. Um, how would you describe hey, Dan? Dan is Dan is sixty-eight. He's like a gadfly. I mean, he's a little bit eccentric. He's but he's devoted his life essentially to. Um, talking to communities about uh, potential dangers of radioactive contamination from sort of, you know, decommissioned nuclear plants or Superfund waste sites or, or that sort of thing. And he's an interesting guy. He lives on the top of a hill in Santa Cruz and has a group of students who helped him on these reports. And, uh, uh, and, and this report, you know, is, is interesting because it's part of the power of it, I think, is that it's using the Navy's and the EPA's own rules. They're not inventing these levels of um, exactly. of, of what, what sort of contamination is allowed. They're not inventing that out of thin air because they think that a certain level of contamination should be allowed. It's, it's that the Navy, according to its own rules, under federal Superfund law, sets a certain standard that they say is okay. And uh, for some reason, the Navy has not been using it consistently. And the EPA, until very recently, um, either didn't catch that the standard was wrong or they approved it. Yeah. And the, I mean, so all of this is according to the Superfund law, right? And the EPA is tasked with overseeing that. And they're the ones, they are the agency that is supposed to be reading these proposals and how a cleanup might be done and approving it. Right. And so we, of course, asked them about this report when it came out. They said they had not had time to look at it and could not comment. Uh, the Navy. Should we read the Navy statement? Yeah, absolutely. The Navy did respond. 
And do you want to, do you have it in front of you? Yeah. So the Navy says uh, that their first priority in base realignment and closure cleanup work at Hunter's Point is human health and safety. We stand by our existing cleanup goals at Hunter's Point. Um, So basically saying that they think that uh, nothing is wrong. And they they ended the statement with uh, sort of addressing uh, Dan and his students directly. And they said, quote, we appreciate the efforts of Mr. Hirsch and his former students to investigate the Navy's cleanup program but encourage a sound and educated approach to evaluating radiological risk. Another, uh, another significant uh, aspect of this report, I think, is that it doesn't really have anything to do with the, the big story uh, about the Tetratech uh, soil measurements that has, has consumed a lot of the coverage, right? So, the, so a lot of the stories we've done have been about you know, allegations of fraud and, and some findings of fraud involving the Navy contractor Tetratech that was supposed to be measuring and uh, removing radioactivity at the shipyard. And what uh, uh, Dan and his group are saying is that, you know, f- forget all of that. Uh, there are deeper structural problems with cleanup um, that go beyond uh, you know, any, any fraud that may have been committed by the contractor. Right. In some ways, you know, more significant and actually far more troubling, he says, because these are, you know, the EPA is the agency is that's supposed to make sure that this is done right. The Navy is the ones, they're the ones who are supposed to be doing it right. And he's saying, regardless of the fraud, this is being done really wrong. So, and, and, and the reason I think, I mean, his group thinks that it's important to have these reports out now is that all of these agencies are at the cusp of trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to retest now? And right, how is this going to move fix, forward? Fix all of this work, right? Exactly. And so he's trying to, in his group, they're trying to have a voice in maybe how that will proceed. Because we included the responses of the Navy and EPA, we should also include the response of Tetra Tech, which is that they've said consistently that they didn't do anything wrong that any problems at the shipyard were caused by what they call a rogue cabal of employees and that they did all of the work according to the Navy's uh, specifications. So what's going to happen? Is the Navy going to acknowledge that 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 this group is correct, their report is correct, and they're going to fix everything, right? Well, so far in their statement, no. Right. <laughs> um, but they still, you know, they are going to come out with their final plan to um, start retesting. So that's sort of what everyone's looking to up next. Um, and 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 Dan and his group, they have a few more reports, a couple more reports to come out as well. So we'll probably be following up on those. Right. And we will be doing the story that we're actually supposed to be doing, finally. <laughs> we will. And we hope to talk to you about that story next week. We've mentioned it several times in the last couple podcasts, but it is about the police that we wrote about previously at Building 606. Right. We're finally going to talk about radiological screening yard, too. Yes, which everyone has been waiting on the edges of their right. seat yeah. to hear about. And so we hope to do that next week. And I will talk to you guys then. Talk to you guys then. Thanks to King Kaufman, who is our producer. Toxic is a part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Toxic and a lot of great journalism with a print or digital subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.